This message is from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, City Changes Zone, at 79 Okuola Road, Egbeda, Lagos State. For more inquiries, call the number 0908-3000-111. God bless you. Without wasting much of our time, we have in the building this morning a business startup strategies. It's a business guru strategies. And we strongly believe that through him, the Lord has prepared him to bless our lives. And without wasting much more time, can we put together our hands as we call Kosh Temitayo Adewoli? Can we put our hands together for the Lord as he comes? I believe you can do better. I believe you can do better. Good morning church I want to say thank you for having me here sir um, I pray that God takes over this session and does that which only him can do alone okay um, let us pray father this is uh, another time to you know do your assignments it has always been you. Take charge. Do it your way. And we cover this environment and everything that will be said with the blood of Jesus Christ. And at the end of the day, we have cause to say thank you. For in Jesus' name we pray. My name once again is Demitayo Adewale. Okay. And I'm asked to speak on how to move from zero to hero. How to move from zero to hero. Now, I want us to understand the fact that there are stages in becoming hero. There are stages in becoming hero. The first stage is the thinking stage. The first stage is what? The thinking stage. And the next stage is the zero stage. The next stage is what? Is the zero stage. And the next stage is the survivor stage. The next stage is what? Survivor stage. And the next stage is the growing stage. After the growing stage, we now get to where we call the scaling stage. Apart from the scaling, we now have what we call the expansion stage. Beyond that, we have the sustainability stage. Okay, so you see that this journey is long. But at, at every point in time, you are a winner. So if you are able to scale through the thinking stage into the zero stage, you are a winner already. If you are able to move from the zero stage to the survivor stage, you are a winner already. If you move from the survivor to the growth stage, you are still a winner. I mean, and so on. But today, I'm going to speak to just one set of people, the aspiring entrepreneurs. Because this time will not be enough to speak to 
you know, um, those people that are still in business. But I'm going to speak to the aspiring entrepreneurs. Now, when I say aspiring entrepreneurs, what do I mean? I mean those people that want to start business. Those people that are willing to start something. Those people that are still working. Uh, you know, you're still in a paid job, but sooner you're looking at starting something for yourself. You're looking at becoming a business owner. You're looking at, you know, turning a dream into reality. Those are the set of people I want to talk to today. If time permits, I'll breeze into the people that are already in business. Because that is another uh, important part of business growth that would definitely uh, or that might want to um, enhance success. Now let's move on. Why do we do business? Why do we do business? A lot of people do business for, I mean, different reasons. A lot of people do business to show off. You do business to show off. A lot of people do business to feed their ego. Okay, yes, I want them to know that I am there. A lot of people do business um, to solve problems. A lot of people do business to impress people. A lot of, the, a lot of people do business because they just, uh, you know, think they can do business. And a lot of people do business to put food on their table. Now, I don't know the category you are. The question is, why are you in business? The question is, why do you want to start a business? Because until you get all of these things right, you might not be able to do well in that business. Are you getting me, church? Are you getting me, church? Okay. Until you know why you are going into a business, you might not be able to do well in business. I've seen people uh, say they are tired of, this, of, of a particular business Thank you. Okay. okay, I have seen people say they are tired of a particular business uh, because the business is not doing fine, so they need to check into another business. And I've seen people say, I can't go on with this business because it's not just making any sense. I've seen people say the economy is drastically affecting, I mean, it's practically affecting my business, so I have to quit. Now, I'm always telling people that whenever you are starting a business, you should always have your 5-year, 10-year, 15 to 20 years plan. And lately, I added something to my own structure of business planning. Now, the recession planning. Because we are in, a, we are in, a, in, in, in an era where the unexpected happens. Look at what happened last year. Was it last year? The pandemic. In fact, it totally changed the the, the, the business operations. And what am I saying? If you had planned that earlier with your business, it won't make any meaning to you. All you just need to do is switch into other planets. Okay, so now, let me go straight. You want to start a business. What is the first thing you do? The first thing you do is to identify a problem. I know we've heard this over time. Identify a problem. Is that a new thing? But how do you identify a problem? Uh, some persons are saying this is business opportunity. You are saying it's a problem. Yes, it's a problem. Because until you realize that what you, what you are trying to look into is a problem, 
your solution will not make sense at the end of the day. Because I'm still going to come to the point where we'll break down your product into how each product will be making revenue for you. Because it is not your business that makes money for you. It is the product or services that, is, that will be making money for you. If I'm right, say yes. It is not the business. The business is just a face. It's just a face. But the product is what will make money for your organization. And that is tied around a lot of things. I'm going to get there. Now, you have a problem. There is a problem. Okay, so what is the next thing? Identify a solution. So what you call opportunity is called a solution. So I am advising you today that anytime you see business opportunity, you don't first go into it as opportunity. Sit down and look at it. What, what problem is this solution or opportunity going to be solving? Because the amount of knowledge you have about this problem will be a supporting um, a supporting tool or resource to the solution you are bringing. Now, let me give an example. I live, okay, say I live in an environment where we don't have water. You know, we have different types of water. We have, we have water for domestic usage. We have water for private usage. I'm sorry, private and domestic, same. We have water for commercial usage. We have water for, I mean, drinking. Now, you look at this environment. They don't have water here. We have to go to these streets to get water. That's not too good enough. What do we do? Okay, now, the first thing is, there is a problem for water. So, which problem? Is it for commercial, for private slash domestic, or for drinking? That is the question. Not, ah, there's a problem, there's an opportunity, there's no water here. Man, I should just get, I mean, I should just start a water business. No! You should be able to tie your solution to an exact problem. Okay, this is the problem. Drinking water in an environment. Okay, so what do we do next? Okay, so um, they don't have water here. The next thing you should do is, are we really sure that these people don't have water? Are we really sure that these people need this water? Because a lot of time, when you see opportunity, we are quick into running into that business like, Wow, this is business opportunity. You invest quickly without explaining certain things. And at the end of the day, you just pull back and say, Wow, I thought I saw something. No, you didn't do your due diligence. So the first thing you do is, do these people really need water? If they don't need it, just keep it. It's a no-go area. But if they need it, fine. You now sit down. What is the number of people that need that particular water? For the fact that I drink water does not mean I will buy from you. For the fact that I, 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 my, my family drink water does, doesn't mean that I will buy from you. I should be able to know exactly the people that need that particular water. I mean, same to every other opportunity that we call opportunity. Who exactly, who exactly needs that thing that you are bringing into the market? Because if you don't have a clear 
um, I mean, a, 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 a clear path to that, it's going to become a problem. Because at the end of the day, we shall be looking at, in quote, your target... Okay, thank you. So we shall be looking in quotes, your target audience, which is key in this lesson. Okay, so after your solution, what is the next thing you do? Create a vision out of that solution. Create a vision out of that solution. What did I say, church? Create a vision out of that solution. Don't forget, we started from the point of problem. Solution. Now, solution is not it all. But the next thing is vision. What will be the vision of, in quotes, the business? Oh, to, to, to create or to produce hygienic water for the people in this area or to become one of the leading companies producing hygienic water. A lot of us don't have vision in our businesses. Listen, you must have a vision because a vision is the picture you are seeing. You must see something in that small business that you do. You must have a picture. You must see something that, oh, someday we want to be big doing A, B, C. Someday we want to take Africa doing A, B, C. Someday we want to be in, the, in four continents doing A, B, C, D. The question is, how many of us have vision? If I ask you, what exactly is your vision? Vision is not just a statement. It's a reality that keeps your mind there. And this is why I said that business is not something you just rush into. It must be well planned. Listen, if, this, if your business is well planned and your mind is there, you will be ready for the challenges that will come up in that business because it is not the challenges that will take you to that vision. No, it is compulsory that you have challenges. Nobody will come and tell me that ah, the, the, the business will flow fine, there's no need, don't worry, just do this. It's a lie. It's a lie. If anybody tells you that there won't be challenges, it's a lie. Forget it. But your vision will set you, you know, right, set your frame mind right, you know, build you ahead. Wow, because I want to become one of the company that will be doing what? producing hygienic water. That is, that is all that I want, I want in my head. Either government policy you know, does this or that or anything happens, it does not concern me. All I need to do is make sure that I bring all of these things and translate them into opportunity for me to reach that vision, to reach that place that I have set. Vision is key in your business. The next thing is your mission. How do you want to achieve your vision? Mission is how do you want to achieve your vision? So simple. And the next thing is what sets you apart in that business? Your unique propositions. What sets you apart? In every business that you do, there must be something that sets you apart. It could be your branding. It could be um, the, the content. It could be 
the way you want to be, uh, I mean, delivering your product. It could be the way you want people to have access to you. There must be something differentiating you from other competitors. It could even be your pricing. It could be your pricing. It could be anything. But if you run a business and there is nothing setting you apart from other businesses, then you are not a business. You don't do business in the conventional way and expect unique results. Conventional ways attract conventional results. Conventional strategies attract conventional results. There must be something that sets you apart. What is that thing? Is it the way you treat your customers? Is it the way you train your staff to treat your customer? Is it the system and structures in place? Is it, is it, is it your um, after service, um, uh, uh, sorry, after sales service? Is it that happy birthday that you send often to your customers? There must be something that sets you apart in your business. If you don't have it, go and discover it. And begin to try it and see if it will not start working well for you. Now, that is that on that. Now, what other things should people know you for? We call it core values. Empathy. Always put yourself in the shoes of the people that are coming to buy from you. As a business person, it is not the money first. It is the service. It's not the money. Money will come. Because the amount of detail or attention you pay on your product and how you do your deliveries and how you sell yourself, you know, that will, will um, I mean, will determine how much your business becomes in terms of income, in terms of positioning and all of that. It's not about money. A lot of us are just about money. You see people buy things for 10,000 naira, they want to sell for 25,000 naira. Is Dango the crazy to be selling sugar for 100 naira? Or selling salt for how much? Do you think the people that sell biscuits make as much as 1,000 naira? Or the people that sell noodles and all of that, do you think they make as much as 500 naira? It is not in the volume. It, I mean, it's not in the size. It is in the volume. Go and check the distribution system of all of these products, FMCGs and, and co. Look at how they make their money. You are selling, you want to make your money once, all at once. Why? And somebody will just come and say, no. We are not going to give you at that price. We are going to give you something lesser. They said, some time ago, a Nodus a company came to Nigeria. And they slashed the current product price in the market into two. For example, the current guys were selling for 100 naira and they came into the market and started selling for 50, 50 naira and they did it for one year. Please tell me, who has the guts to withstand that? That's the truth. They did it for one good year. And please, when you are starting your business, don't expect your business to turn ATM automatically. It doesn't work like that. When you are starting a business, go set some money apart. This is the money you will use for your own personal self. Let's move on. 
from that solution create products out of it from that solution i said what create products now from water hygienic water i can create what sachet water i can create bottle water i can create dispensable water and i can create as much water as possible the question is from that your idea how many products can you bring out of it because if you have four products it means you are expecting revenue in i mean through four channels if you have five products it means you are expecting revenue through five channels please don't get me wrong i'm not saying you should push everything at once into the market Mm-mm. but you should be ready because what matters is how do i make sense of my revenue because either you like it or not you'll be spending your cost of production is there you have to cover it we are talking about the cost if you have if you are going to get a place the cost of rental the cost of equipment the cost of this the cost of that human resources are there advertisements other things are there including yourself because you have to be on the salary on, on the on the on the salary of the company too what are we saying all of these things make your cost of production. For those of us into small, small businesses, like 50 or 100K, that have not been considering all of those expenses, please go back home and start considering it. You need to sit down and understand your cost of production. How much do I spend to get this particular thing? See, when you are calculating your cost of production, it should cover everything. For the fact that you want to run your business from home does not say you should not be paying. I mean, you should not consider the house rent. As my husband is paying now. Oh, well done. Take 10% or 20% of that payment and calculate it on your product. You are using the gas from the home to make the cake. Calculate it. You are using the electricity. Calculate it. You are making calls. You don't even pay attention on the calls. You can just go, ah, hi, Mrs. Blah, blah, blah. Your cake is ready. Where do you get the money for the calls from? Where do you get the money from the calls from? You want to go, you are going to run a presentation. You need to get, you need to look good. Where is the money coming from? Is it because that, that car is your car? Where do you get money for the petrol from? Where do you get money for maintenance? All of this must be in, I mean, included in your cost of production. And at the end of the day, you now had your profits to it. If I'm making sense, let me know, please. So by the time you have your products, what do you do with your products? What do you do with your products? The next thing you do is identify the people that want to buy what you are bringing to the market. Who are the people? You need to know their class. You need to know where they stay. Where are they? What do they do? How much is their salary? You are producing stuffs of, okay, your product is about 30,000 naira and you are targeting somebody that is earning 50,000 naira as salary. How do you want that person to buy from you? Considering other bills. I want that person to be buying consistently from you. 
that person will have to save for a long time to be able to buy from you. Where are your customers? The only way to make it in business is to understand your target audience very well without emotions. Where are they? What do they do? So all you need to do is to present yourself to them. Always be available where they are. But most times, because they say the social media is selling, you think your customers should be there and you just go there and be making noise. At the end of the day, you say, ah, there's no sales now. Identify where the people that need what you have, what you sell, the value you, deliver, you are delivering, identify where they are. Identify where they are. And let me say something. If your target audience happens to be the rich, please stick to the rich. Don't say because the rich are not buying or are not patronizing you, you want to switch to the poor. It means you have not done what, the, what attracts the rich. Because the moment you say the rich are your target audience, you should be able to do things that will attract the rich to you. Am I making sense, please? But you know, we have a, 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 a good number of the poor, poor people, and they are the ones that make the rich get richer. If you believe, say yes. Because every poor man wants to buy. They want to buy. They want to buy. So when you are, run, when you are building your business from the scratch, it is important to put all of this, to consider all of these things in your planning. Who exactly am I made for? Who am I selling to? Oh, I want to sell to the poor. Poor has class, so we have two classes. We have the normal poor and we have the poor poor. You know, we have the poorest too. They are all your market, they are all audiences. That's the truth. When a poor man is buying a sort of 100 naira, the rich man might not want to buy that of 100 naira. Why? Because the rich man is thinking, oh, I don't need to come back to the market next week. Let me just buy something bigger that will be enough for us. Is it making sense? So if you are targeting the poor, think like a poor man. If you are targeting the rich, think like what? It's so easy. So what you now do or pay attention on is where are we are there? Where are they? Some poor people are not on the internet too. Yes. You are into production, you are into manufacturing. Or you want to go into production and manufacturing. You are now saying, uh, put me on, on, on social media. Let people see. No, it's wrong. All you should do is to create a safe structure. When I say safe structure, you are, into, you are into distribution. Identify the people that sell what you do. Because there are different ways to assess them. That is why I have decided to, uh, to create a kid, I call it the major distributors, the mini distributors, and the retail distributors. I don't know if you get what I'm saying. So if you are producing, you don't even need to target the end users. No. You only target the people that can buy in bulk from you. So some people buy from them, they call them wholesalers. 
Then from the wholesalers to retailers. From retailers to end users. So why are you disturbing your head with the end users? The only thing you disturb yourself with the end user for would be how do they want what I'm producing? Does it make sense to you? How do they want? How, how, how do they want? How do they like it? They like this biscuit like this. They like that um, liquid soap like this. Okay, I was taking a course in South Africa a few days, and what does this lady do? Just um, liquid soap, liquid soap, and we are on. We are we are about getting a grant for her. Liquid soap. This is something you just do, you know, partially, and you say, after all, big big brands are doing it. They are not paying attention on this. Who says? Who says? Most, time, most, most of the time, we are always discouraged with, with the kind of success we desire. It's not done anywhere. If it is your business, because business is like an egg. It has its own life. It needs attention. Do you know business grows? It grows. It has a life. So you should do what? Do your proper planning from scratch and know what you want. Like I said earlier, there will, be all, there will always be challenges. And when these challenges come, fine. You don't run away. You don't run away. You sit in, that challenge, in those challenges and design a way out. Most times, for most of us that have started business, we realize that we are not doing fine. You know, all of a sudden the sales coming down. You know, and all of that. Instead of you packing out, what you should do is sit down and ask yourself, why is this business not doing fine? Why is this product not doing fine? A lot of us don't pay attention on our market research. Every day, go out there and listen to what the market is saying. Since you have been producing that thing that you're doing, have you Care to go to the market to know if there is a new competitor, a competitor in the market. These are things that helps us to grow in business. Now, from that producting, what is the next thing to do? The next thing to do is to start your research. You know, don't forget, I'm actually talking to aspiring entrepreneurs. Start your research fully. I mean, roll into that research. Test every product. Test every product to know what? One, their viability. To know if they are really profitable. To understand if they have a long span of existence. To understand if it will be well accepted. For the fact that your family member says, Wow, you're doing well, you're doing fine. Does not mean the market will accept you. Don't deceive yourself or it's a scam. You have to hear directly from the market. It has to be that it is the market that is giving you that direct information. And please, even when you get to the market, <clears throat> make sure you are talking to the right people. I developed a product for a brand. Um... Hoats. And within two weeks, this product made about 30 million naira in two weeks. And um, all of a sudden, 
there was a federal policy that um, you know affected the product and somehow somehow there at Okiari a lot of things started happening so I left the company and the uh, the owner of the company had to go into the market to hear a few things meanwhile she was actually talking to the wrong person and they gave her all wrong information so she came home and was like uh, Mr. T, blah 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 I said calm down, that's not how to go let me go to the market and see I got into the market I realized that the competitors were using the distributors to make her feel that things were not right so by the time she came, in, came home to implement all that she has heard those ones brought down their price and implemented the original strategy and that was all for the product. That was all for the products. So, if you are producing anything, if you are doing anything, ensure you are always in the market to hear from people. Listen, nobody cares if you make it in your business or not. Nobody is loyal to you. Don't ever think that customers should be loyal to you. It's a wrong idea. Because this is what makes, makes more of us fungu. It, it makes us treat our customers, you know, what, we, we treat them unnecessarily. Your customers are not God, fine. But they are the reason you are in the business. If you know you are okay, you don't go into business. Your customers are key. And get that today. They are not loyal to you. So they don't owe you anything. They don't owe you anything. Don't ever think that your customers owe you anything. You are the one that will work on the value you are bringing to the market. And make sure that it's worth it. And it's enough to stick. I mean, stay there. Why are brands doing consistent advertisements? You see one billboard here. You see one television advert there. You see this. You see different campaigns. They want that product to stick into the minds of people such that people will only be thinking or seeing them. Why do you think people pay attention on distribution? You go to modern markets, modern markets, supermarkets. You see them there. You go to open market, you see them there. You go to street market, you see them there. Why are they paying attention? Because if they mistakenly leave the market for one day and they allow another competitor to come, they are dead. You know why? Let me give you an example. I'm sorry. Um, there was a time, that was December. If you observe that Noah was doing fine. Noah was doing fine until December when Terra came. You know what, what Terra did? Terra did not come with double cube. Terra came with one cube. Why? They targeted the poor. You know what? That was the end of no. No, it's still doing fine, but they cannot meet Terra anymore in that space. If I'm right, women, say yes. That's the truth. Lately, we are seeing Gino. They are struggling, but Terra has gone. What are we saying? Pay attention. Pay attention. There is one product, we all know it. It lasted, it's a drink company. It lasted for about 10 years. 
there was no other product. In fact, at some point, they were using the product to wash my shoe. You know the product? It was later, they realized that, ha, we have slept, so we need to wake up. But by the time they, w- they will wake up, what has happened? Plenty brands have woken up. <laughs> Pay attention on your market. It doesn't matter if it is ekpokupa palm oil that you are selling in front of your house. Pay attention. It doesn't matter if it is atta um, elu vegetables that you are selling. Pay attention. No matter what you do, pay attention. I did a research with Japanese embassy on palm oil. I saw plenty of things. Please pay attention. Pay attention. Don't just do business and leave it there expecting the business to do fine by itself. It will not. You are the driver. Are we learning anything? Are you learning anything at all? Please, if you are learning, let me, say, let me hear you say I'm learning. Please, if I, if I offend you, I'm making a new verse. Just say I'm learning. Alright. But we have to tell ourselves the truth because that's reality. Okay, so let's move on. Apart from producting now, let's come to the business itself. How do you move on that business? Because a lot of people have been struggling with, I have this idea, we have this money, I don't even know how to start. Where do I start from? A lot of people are currently working, they want to leave the paid employment, they don't know where to start from. It's a big problem. Don't forget that I have said a lot of things. Please, take note of them. The next thing you do is, after your research, and you are so sure of the viability you are so sure of the product spanning, I mean, life, life circle. You are so sure of um, the acceptability. You are so sure that this business, this thing can scale into becoming something bigger. All you need to do is to start small. Start small. How do you start small? Give it a face. Get a name. We all know that. Get a name. Give it a name. And if you are producing... And if you are going to be producing products, you must trademark it. Trademark it. It's important. So, you know what? Do all your documentations. When I say documentations, write about the business. Apart from you writing about the business, do detailed policy about that business. When I say policy, how do you want this business to be run? detailed policy. How do I want this business to be run? This is different from business plan. How do I want it to be run? Okay, so by the time I start bringing in people, what do I want them to be doing? There should be policy. A lot of us have businesses, we have two, three, four, five people working with us. There's no policy binding your relationship. That's why they can tell your guy, I won't be coming again from Monday. And they go. That's why they can tell you, ah, Oga, eh, I'm sorry, I got home yesterday and I realized that also something happened. I won't be coming for the next two weeks. And that is why they can tell you that. Alright. Okay, so that's why they can tell you that um, I'm sick. 
you know, and all of that. They, give, they keep giving you excuses. Put your policy in place. In other time, in some other time, I will, you know, go deeper into that. Have you learned anything? If you have learned something, clap for me now. Thank you. I have five minutes more. Let us have question and answer. Do you have any question? Okay, so how do we coordinate this question, sir? Please, I need somebody to help me, sir. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Thank you so much, Coach. Now, talking about the selling price, uh, you said that if you buy something, you should not put too much uh, profit on it. I have a, an experience that uh, I told someone the price of a particular item, and she said, do I have one that is more, of more quality than that? That means she's looking at the price that the product is of less quality. Meanwhile, this thing is of good quality. So how do we handle that? Okay, like I said, your target audience. If your target audience is rich, in quotes, think like the rich. <laughs> is that a good answer? So if it is for the poor, think like the poor. <laughs> I don't know if you understand what I just said. So if the person is expecting something like, ah, let me tell you something. <laughs> like, let me tell you something. I, I gave a bill to a company in Ghana. I wanted to do stocks with them for about a few weeks. And I said, I'm going to take $3,000. And they were like, ah, no. Ah, we are a small company. I said, okay. And the same bill, I gave it to another company. They said, ah, are you sure you can do this thing? <laughs> I said, okay, no. That is just for consultation. By the time we start, your read money is $20,000. Do you understand? I understood immediately. Uh -huh, don't worry, I know you. <laughs> Do you understand? But in the real sense, if your competitors, if you have to check the prices of your competitors at times to do, to take certain steps. So what you are selling, know how much people are selling it around to the poor, to the rich, and all of that. The, the amount you buy Coke, yes, yeah, not what you get it in some other places. You know. Any other question, please? Sir, sir, you have a question, sir? Okay, that's a match. Uh, okay, thank you. Um, I've noticed one thing. When companies want to increase their price, they make their products scarce. Make it to do for it everywhere, not find it. By the time you find it now, the price is triple what it used to be. I don't know why they do that. Okay, sir. Um, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to give us an example. Okay, I, I worked with a brand and then in a lorry, uh, a costard company, and um, somehow the price of raw material went up. And I told the woman, I said, Ma, we have an issue here. We have people that are ready to give us five million naira to become distributors. And um, she said, no, Mr. T, we have to add 1,000. I said, madam, calm down. We don't have price like that. And it's okay, let's take it off the market. When they look for us, I say, when you have competitors, 
are you whining me? He said, hey, we, we shall do something. I said, okay, fine. Sir, I told, her, I told the woman that day, I said, ma, if I'm going to hide anything, let it be 50 naira. In two weeks' time, had another 50 naira. In two weeks' time, or next month, let's have another 50 naira. He said, no, I don't want that. If you want to do it once, let's do it. Sir, this woman had 1,000 naira. And that was the end of the product. Sir, if we say we want to cause scarcity in the market, don't forget that we are, uh, we, we are point of research for some other people. And all they, were, all they are looking for is just make small mistake and they enter. I don't know if you understand. See, that is to tell you that nobody is loyal to you, sir. Nobody cares about Dangote. Forget it. Nobody cares about um, what is this, this guy's name? Um, I mean, other brands like that. Nobody cares about them. If they go, they go. And other people will come. What are we saying? Look at Power Oil. Look at Power Oil. Look at Laziz. Look at all those people. Where they are. Do, do, do we not have people before them? See, if you feel like a G to your customer, they will, they will tell you that it's our money. We know how to spend it. And we know what to spend it on. That's the truth. Somebody is coming to so you are a tailor or fashion designer. Somebody is coming to to patronize you. You know this thing can go for forty thousand naira. You are telling the person, or they, if they cannot do, let them go. Let them go. I have my <laughs> sorry, sorry. You don't put ego, pride, all of those distractions into business, but pay attention on the mentality of your audience. It's, it's key. Mentality. Your, your audience has a mentality. A lot, of, a lot of us can buy 250,000 hour phone. We can buy 350,000 hour phone. But there are some things we cannot do with 5,000 euro. We'll tell you that it's expensive. They, our, you know, our buying decision has changed totally. We don't spend unnecessarily. Any other question, please? Come on, sir. Okay. Hello. Okay. Thank you for the time. Okay. Chief, chief, bros. Okay. Any other questions? So that I just say one, two. Okay. So we have two other persons. Okay. Three. Okay. So after okay. that, no other question. All right. I just want to put. Um, we're talking about product, but I want to see it as the same thing as product and service because you still yes, that. Yes, okay. But I want to ask, when starting up a business, yes, sir. What, you, you, you mentioned something that you need to check the sustainability, the durability. How long would the business yes, go? Yes, sir. Is there a particular time frame to say, oh, from now to this time, what is, how would you say, the next three years, the next five years, the next ten years, what is the durability of sustainability? Okay, so when you are, if you are coming up with a product, sir, or you are coming up with a business, the first thing you look at is how people accept it. Now, the next thing is, because a lot of people turn passion to business. Passion is not business, so. Your hobbies is not business, so. Uh -huh. Business is business. Do you understand? 
Uh -huh. So if I am bringing passion to become a business, what is the uh, long uh, the span of that passion? It's just a passion. I like to sing. Wow, let me let me create something around that. It's calm. Okay, so how do we identify that span? It is from your research. Look at how people have been accepting it. Look at the usage. Do we have people that have lasted in it over time? If you don't have, then you should ask yourself, why? Then if there's no cogent question, you just pull back, bros. Is that okay, sir? Next question, sir. Um, in love, in Thomas, there's a says that um, the higher the price, the lower the demand. But the lower the price, the higher the demand. But in Nigeria, reverse is the case. <laughs> I'm talking from an experience. In a situation where there is no price control, before, when I was young, like when I was secondary school, when they say this thing is a particular price, it's a fixed price, you go to any other place, that's the amount you are going to sit there. Sir, how can we do about this? Thank you. Sir, some things we cannot change. Because change is the only word, constant thing. Do you understand, sir? But if it is a production company, you can regulate your price. If you are producing and you have a distribution system, you have people that are buying from you, reselling till it gets to the end user, you can dictate your price. And there must be a sales guide. We call it sales guide. And it, must, it comes with terms and conditions. This is how much you must sell. If you sell below, we are going to take you off. So they must have, um, they must have what I call um, a form to fill. You understand? To, I mean, to bind them to that agreement. If it is a production, manufacturing, and you know, all of that. That is all I can say. But other ones, you can't change it. Do you, how do you regulate a price for dropshippers? How do you regulate it? Somebody is bringing trekkers from where we don't know and he's selling 20,000, something that you can get for 5,000. You understand? So we can't regulate that. It's just your mind that you used to regulate it. Okay, any other questions, sir? Last question. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay, okay so um, okay. I really enjoyed your session. Thank it you, was sir. Great. Thank but um, you said something just now mm. about passion mm. and you cannot have a. Uh, if, I don't know, I, um, I can't remember how you said it. That passion is not business. Yes, sir. But I, I um, I'm not agreeing to that statement. It's okay, sir. Because I think that if you are in business mm. and you can get frustrated mm. in the middle or you can get um, locked up somehow, but your passion may be the one that will drive you. So I want you to clarify that part too. Okay. How do you undo very rude customers or very irate customers, knowing your target audience and you know that there are some customers that can and they're the ones that are, that are even coming to you. So how do you handle customers that can frustrate? Do you block them or do you... Thank you. Okay, so um, when I said passion, sir. Now, get it right. I have passion for something is different from I am putting passion into what I am doing. I don't know if it makes sense. I have passion for something. Like I have passion for fashion. Do you understand? It's different from I am putting passion into what I'm doing. I hope that answers it. Okay, so two, there will always be rude customers, there will always be different types of customers. Now, 
if it is only you or you have people around, you have a team, you have to keep training them on how to manage customers. There is no two ways about it. They are your customers. You don't drive them away. You don't shout on them. You understand? I've seen a bank manager that got a hot slap. All she did was, she had to go on and in and beg the customer, Emma Benusa. Emma Benusa. Do you understand? That is different. So, they are your customers. They are the reason you are in the business. All you need to do is design a structure and a loving environment to accommodate them. Sooner or later, their head will reset. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. Yes, sir. What you said, you meant mention of where you went going to businesses yes, and paraventure you don't you now have other relative business you want to add to that particular business you had already. My question is that then and you did not have sufficient capi- uh, capital to go about the business, how can you now sustain the varieties of business? I, I didn't uh, get that question. Okay. Sir. You said, you said, now you can have diversification of business. Maybe you are you're going into a product One. and you want to diversify. Oh, okay, okay, let me just hold that, sir. Please say it, I get that now. Okay, no. then now you now have other business that you want to attach to that particular business. And now there's no sufficient for, because of the competitor around. So how well do you do there? Sir, let me say something. Before you can bring in any other business, you must be successful with one. And when we say successful with one, not struggling, let me look for English, not struggling with that success, there must be a gap. You don't understand. You must be successful in such a way that there is a system for that single one business running itself with or without you. Before you cannot think of another one. Now, I remember that point. I was talking about products. That you can have four or five products. Now, you start with one. You understand? Introduce another. Introduce another. There must be a plan. Now, you must have it, you must have it in your head that, okay, if this particular product can reach this point and be giving us successfully so, so, so amount of money without struggling, we can bring another product. If this second one can also do so within this period of time, we can do such. But putting everything in at once will not help. But finally, let me tell you, you are talking about uh, getting money. If you have all of that, your accounting book must be key. You must have a good record. You must have a good record because it is your record that will give you access to fund. Even if your internal fund is not enough for you. Thank you very much, please. This message is from the Redeemed Christian Church of God, City Changer Zone, at 79 Oku Ola Road, Egbeda, Lagos State. For more inquiries, call the number 0908 3000 111. God bless you.